could resist? Anywhere else in the country, I was a bookie, a gambler, always looking over my shoulder, hassled by cops day and night. But here, I'm Mr. Rothstein. I'm not only legitimate, but running a casino. And that's like selling people dreams for cash. Could it be just me? Uh. Could it be I'm not where I'm supposed to be? Wanna go to the beach? Yeah. To the one you go when you know life is sweet It's much better than the life we're living Hey, everybody What up, what up? I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy, Emmanuel. I'm back. I'm not in the kitchen. I'm in my bedroom because my wife is home from work. She's hogging the whole downstairs, so I'm recording in my room, and I got Jesse on the line with me. Say what's up to the people, bro. What up with y'all? Man, brother, I appreciate you for coming on and sharing your time with me, man. It means a lot. Yeah, I appreciate you for having me on, man. It's always good. No doubt, man. No doubt. So, Jesse, a.k.a. 8BitJ, rapper from the Bay Area, man. Really quickly, just tell the folks, you know, just a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and uh, when and why you started rocking the mask when you rap. <laughs> okay, so Bay Area rapper, uh, definitely unapologetic. I feel like uh, I feel like I kind of ingrained a lot. I, I basically got into rapping with a lot of my influences. So being unapologetic or basically leaving uh, no stone unthrown has been always a, a bit of my shit. To be completely honest with you. Work. And as far as the mask goes, uh, yeah, I guess my face wasn't marketable, but uh, no, nah, but uh, but yeah, I felt like what the mask was kind of symbolic to the sense of that uh, it kind of felt like a fresh beginning, you know, kind of hide everything, just and also that the mask can mean anything, you know. Word. You could turn up with the mask; it could be you know depressing with the mask. It's all one emotion. I guess it also could be in a sense of it doesn't really matter who the fuck is saying it it matters kind of what you're saying so mm, that's a fact yeah bro that's that's what's up bro I, when i when i seen it you know i was thinking about the first thing that came to mind was like scream like the old school scream mask but not not as uh not as animated as that <laughs> you, you want to know what's funny it's actually um you ever played super mario yeah for sure yeah remember the shy guys Mm. Oh yes, yes. There you go. Wow, is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. All right, <laughs> yeah, that makes it, sense. It's, it's it's funny because you know I just kind of was a mask that I thought was you know I thought it was dope and it wasn't like too obvious like putting on like a Jason mask everyone's gonna automatically associate like oh that's a Jason mask oh I know where that's from Word. with the with the shy guy mask it's always funny because it's the same reaction like everyone looks at it like I think I've seen it but I don't think I where, where is that from like you know they'll always catch them off guard till you finally bring it up and they're just you know saying like oh shit for real you're right reaction always comes out with the shy guy yeah for sure no that's that's dope that's a good idea right there and also it's good to it's good to have a it's also good to have a logo it made it made having a logo super easy just yeah like, 
pasting it at fucking everywhere. Yeah, no, that's that's good branding for sure. Well, really quick, man, I want to I want to discuss our one degree of separation. My guy, Tevin Tavares, uh, he, he put me on to you. You know what I mean? He reached out and I told Tevin, man, anybody that he refers to me, man, is they money with me, bro. So tell me about your friendship with Tevin. Well, with me and Tevin, you know, we were just more or less acquaintances on that one. Night. He oh, okay. actually hooked me up. But he, he, one of my cousin actually hooked me up with him and uh, showed me a bit of his, uh, a bit of, like, the shit that he directed i always thought that was super dope and so you know i don't know him super super well okay but you know i appreciate that you know he fucked with whatever i was doing enough you know and gave me props on whatever i was doing because you know it goes both ways yeah you know i think i think you know real recognize real in that sense yeah that's that's even it's even deeper than if like y'all don't know each other that well more of acquaintances but like man we just i just you know uh, <laughs> man, you know, I, I I don't know him that well, but yeah, man, it's just, you know, I fuck with what he does, and you know, he uh, he's reached out to me and told me that you know he fucks with what I do, so you know, that's always that's always a dope thing, you know. That's kind of like it's kind of like one of those things like art is like uh, the universal language in a sense. You feel me? Yeah. Like, you kind of could. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. You could you could kind of see. You, could kind of see what you really fuck with especially yeah. when they especially with visuals and you know even with music you know for sure yeah, I'm, I'm sure he respected the visuals especially like the the videos that you have is is dope and then he's from oakland of course so you repping the bay he repping the bay and he said you doing your thing so he's gonna put on you know what i mean so tell me about the the purple planet you know what i mean like what, what's that all about purple planet thing was just something i thought up of when Basically, when uh, the transition, right when it happened, you know, between my old stage name and my new one with finding the mask and doing all that. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when I first found the mask, I was like, okay, I'm aware it is sometimes, but not always. But regardless, there was the trans, there was like the you know starting point of that. Mm. I just felt like the whole project, which was called Mothership California, mm -hmm. I wanted to go super parliament funkadelic. I wanted the mothership connection. I wanted to go completely spaced out, like the whole alien shit. Like, um, because at the time I felt like disconnected from just about everything. Yeah. So it kind of felt like I was on my own planet. Just, mm. yeah, I still remember, you know, back when I was, you know, <laughs> back when I was experimenting with shit, getting faded. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I was just thinking, like, man, you know. It's like I'm on a purple planet, so Word. started writing. I wrote a song to that. And, uh huh. And that, Wait, hold on. Was, How old are you, bro? I'm 24. 24, and you you rocking with Parliament like that, man? You you got an old soul, <laughs> yes, man. It's so funny to me when people come up with that because you know I used to work in a I used to work in like a factory job, and you know you see a lot of the factory jobs, you see a lot of the OGs working in there still. Yeah. And it's always funny when you they'll you'll bring up like the Isley Brothers or uh, one of my favorite uh, artists of all time is Gil Scott Heron. Wow, like easily like yeah. top ten artist of all time, Gil yeah. Scott Heron, easily Bobby Womack too. Um, but it, and they'll be like, "How do you know about that?" It's like, man, the the wonders of the internet. Like you could just find any. That's the best part about pretty much the internet. You know, there's a lot of 
you know, toxic shit that could come out of this. But if there's one positive is that you can find anything anywhere. That's, I mean, that is a fact, bro, because I think about now how like you can, you can literally have access to everything. And that's stuff that I died. Like I craved that so much as a kid, you know, like I would, I would be at the mall. I would be at tower records. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll be at these stores like Word. all day trying to f- like music millennium in Portland. It's a store where you could just sample CDs. Cause most stores you could only listen to what's like the listening station back in the day. But right. yeah, man, like I would, man, I would go to people's houses, like just digging for music, bro. But now the streaming service has everything at your fingertips, man. I wish I had that type of access. So it's easy for somebody in the twenties to just easily come up on all that type of stuff some real shit it's like even even like within the recent years with like Tidal or Apple Music or Spotify like you could go search anything and listen to the whole thing like if I want to listen to an album that I've never heard before that anyone just put me on if you really wanted to you could just listen to that whole thing at work so that that's the crazy thing about it because you know even back when I was growing up like you I, I would buy CDs I still remember mm-hmm buying you know the chronic (laughs) yeah you know i played san andreas heard you know fuck with dre day and said okay i gotta buy this album wow the whole thing yeah so you know i was always kind of like uh i was always kind of a historian for like you know old old school music or just music in general because Mm -hmm. i'm not one of those i'm not one of those rappers it's just gonna be like you know today's rappers or this and that or you know back then to me i just feel like there's there's you know cool shit anyway and there's you know everybody's just trying to express themselves in whatever kind of way when they're doing this shit but as far as that you know you you, when you try to find dope shit you go to a record store and just i guess guess you know Mm -hmm. it's like what i said you pick up that dope album cover that you saw and just like say fuck it we'll try nah this. but it's it's funny though because like even me saying i'm kind of dating myself and it's because it's an old mentality just like you said the ogs be like how you hear about that because back in the day you had to either grow up in a household where your parents had those records or your uncle or somebody older than you had to put you on to that stuff but now game. yeah but now as a kid like don't nobody have to put you on you could be 16 and know about all the classics you know but there's no, but I can see why a lot of the OGs and including yourself be would be like, yo, how do you know about that? It's yeah. like, it's, it's super simple because we have these things where we can look up for it. Not to sound preacher or anything, because I hate doing that shit. But where you know we do have we do have like these big platforms and we don't use them. Yeah. Like we could, like I can't tell you how many times like the same five albums been in rotation for months and it's just like you know you you do realize that you have like this entire <laughs> world here right that's you a know, fact it's just, it's just it's just so fucking crazy you know you have people going to work on their nine to five driving to work and shit just like yeah let me pull out my cd changer right here let me get my booklet out of cds and just yeah. pick which one i want to put in there and now you have a phone where you could just like listen to anything just within you know within the phone just like within the palm of your hand yeah so man. it's crazy so, yeah but yeah you do so so i can see why y'all would be more like how did you hear that because you know we a lot of people don't experiment like it baffles me sometimes you know i'm not really hating on it but it's like when you talk to someone you if you ever talk to someone about music and they don't know who like somebody is like you'll talk to someone who doesn't really know rap but oh man but I, honestly like, bro it's 
so I'm I'm 33, so I'm not that old, but like I'm that late stage millennial. But bro, I be in a barbershop and I be talking to these young cats like in a, you know, late teens, early 20s, and they be trying to put me on like, yo, they one time somebody said, um, it was like, uh, who was it? It was Pharrell. He produced a song for not Playboy Cardi. Who's the other dude? Um, Lil Lil Uzi. And the and dude was like 23, 24, and he was like, Yeah, man, Pharrell, he did that track for Lil Uzi. Pharrell just be riding waves, though. You see how he tried to get on Uzi's wave? I said, What? Pharrell is riding a I was like, bro, don't I said, don't ever talk music with me, bro. <laughs> I said Pharrell is the creator of oceans, nigga. Like, what are you talking about? He's trying to ride a wave. Honestly, think Pharrell's like a musical vampire. It's so fucking crazy because every time, every time you think he's like gone, he'll come back. And Pharrell would produce shit that you didn't even know he produced. Yeah, like, I'll look back at like at one of my favorite. I would probably say that my favorite album this decade because I've been doing a decade list since you know it's coming to a close. Where? I like to do a top ten every year, mm. but. My favorite album of the decade so far, and I don't think it's getting passed, was uh, It's a Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. I didn't know Pharrell did all right by Kendrick. Oh, yeah, bro. And I was just like, man, this guy is just way too fucking talented. Yeah, man. Like, like you know, he, I think he's one of those producers who will he get the praise he feels, but at the same time can still be criminally underrated. Like, like Timbo is probably the same in, in the same category of producers who you know really deserve a lot more credit yeah and and those dudes they they did get the flowers you know back when they were really just dominating the industry because there was a time where all the hits came from timberland uh pharrell and the neptunes just blaze kanye like that was that producer era man but um nowadays you know the younger producers a lot of the production sounds similar so it's kind of hard to tell the difference um but there's still a lot of dope producers out there yeah uh, there, there's still like tons of dope producers. I mean, you know, it, and and I guess me, you know, obviously, you know, it's I guess it's kind of the guy in me or the barbershop talking me that makes makes me want to say like, man, everything sounds the fucking same. But at mm. the same time, I'll still be like, I tried producing once and I was clicking on a keyboard for like two minutes and said, all right, I'm done with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have the patience at all to be a fucking producer yeah you, i tried that shit like oh um, like mixing and mastering i tried that shit for like a week yeah and uh, my head probably still i'm still probably still feeling that today yeah you you gotta love it man you really gotta love that stuff like i i produced for years man i started when i was 15 i probably stopped like i don't know six or seven years ago i probably for... should have stuck with it i should have <laughs> stuck with it i really should have man I, yeah because i know i would have loved it if i started per- making Cause you know that's how all of it is. Because mm-hmm. you know, nobody was in love with like I don't think too many people were like in love with writing raps or whatever until the finished product happens. Mm. And when you get that, when you wrote your first dope ass bar, you know, even if it's something like you know rap- rapping bitches with stitches, you still remember <laughs> like the first, which I think was my first rap bar. I think it was me, my brother, and my cousin were all in one room, just like trying to like right you know just kind of freestyle to some shit just remembering that and you know the whole room we were just you know we're like fucking we're in like elementary school so we're just like ooh, okay, yeah what else yeah you that's know? funny it'd be like that man well shoot man let's 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 get into what's popping for you bro like one of the reasons why we're talking 
I believe one of the reasons why we're talking is because of the California Dreaming Joint. That seems to have got a lot of traction, man. Yeah, I mean, but that, as far as like what I can see on YouTube, you know what I mean? That's gotten a lot of good review. Um, everybody had positive comments, a lot of views on there. But yeah, tell me, tell me about that joint, bro. Well, that joint came around with a beat. I think you know it was such an obscure sample that I found like on YouTube for like a producer. I still remember just thinking like that's. Like, 90s 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 that, that super shit 90s was so way that like that shit was so wavy when i heard it yeah and uh dre lennon actually my cousin okay um you know he's uh you know we i, I told him like yo we gotta get on mm -hmm. this so I, I just remember writing in that second i wrote that second verse my verse on there that was like the first thing i wrote and i just remember we i think we all have that feeling where you wrote when you finish a verse, wrap it back, and you're just like, oh, yeah, I killed that shit. Because mm -hmm. I always tell people, like, the best verses I ever write happen within, like, 30 minutes. When Word. everything is just like, next line, next line, next line. Everything is clicking. Mm -hmm. That's so, a good yeah, feeling. We just, we just came on to that. And, went, like, as soon as I, like, in the middle of writing the song, I get the vibe of Venice Beach. Uh, you know, well, you know, Santa Monica Pier, all that type of shit. Word. Is that so, where you was at, Santa Monica? Yes, sir. Word. I just went there for the first time um, in January, man. I love it out it's there. It's kind of surreal, man. Yeah. And it, it like it, it's like it's like driving through LA and you see the fucking skyline. You're just like, damn, like this, this has been in like how many movies? Right. Yeah. And like the pier, like you have shit like you have video games like Grand Theft Auto remaking this, or you have this in movies like that Ferris wheel. Like you see these on Laker games and just you mm -hmm. know they just recording it. Like you're right here. Yeah, man, it it did feel like a movie, and it was like it was beautiful, bro. It was like just after New Shout Year's. Shout out to Evan Croker. Evan okay. Croker. If if anybody want to get a dope video in the mm. Los Angeles area, hit up Evan Croker because, like, I always try to come up with the ideas for my for my things, but it's always more or less a vague view of it. Like, okay, we got the, this. Is my summary. This is kind of what I want. Let's fuck around in these areas. But Evan Croker, like the first shot was the bird flying away. In the video, like the first shot was a bird flying away, from like uh, from like a pole. Mm -hmm. He was literally that. That's how you know you have a dope director. I hate point and shoot directors that just kind of like, oh yeah, whatever. Uh, let's just get whatever you want. <laughs> I like a director to tell me, oh yeah, that's cool, but why don't we get this too? Word. Why don't we get this too? That's that that shows you actually give a shit about you know what you're what you're doing. And... Yeah, that's dope, yeah. man. Yeah, man. That's so I feel like that video just came out so clean. He got that shit done in like a week. That was that was that was just a great that was a great moment. That was for my Dreamland project, which you know I love that project. But you know, yeah, that was it, it, that was, it was definitely a good look, though. It was. It was mm -hmm. like you know everything from Dre's flannel moving to <laughs> <laughs> to like the birds flying away, man. It was like it was such a clean visual. Yeah, man. Fucked with it. Now, I, the, oh, I was, one, I was one gonna, last thought. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. One last thought. 
yeah, but for when I when I came up with the, when I was thinking of the video, I was saying like, man, I just kind of want to put like a California postcard as a video, basically, and I feel like that's yeah. kind of what we got there, man. Yeah, it's it's so Cali. Like you can't mistake it, bro. Like yeah, everything that no you way, think about no Cali. Anybody, there's no way you can listen to that beat. Mm-hmm. What we were saying, watch the video, and not think 100% Cali. So I feel like that was Ain't no that was dope. This that I, I, get. To, I mean, like really, how much lesser fame do I have? But bitches coming up to me saying I look like a bag. Mackins in the jeans. It must have come from my granddad. Ruthless. Slap the fucking face of a clan man. Good. Goddamn, no rock in the suit. I run the Cortezies on and I ask for the loot. I posted at Roscoe's. You thinking that you got hoes? I got the killer bitch with me. That's a kissing cake. Farlo. Hop in the car low. Look like a car show. Yeah. I finally got, I finally got my one. I finally, like, you know, rest easy knowing that I got my one West Coast slot in there. Nah, bro. You, you smoked that, bro. Like, it was, it was lit. Now... I'm I'm so excited to get into the album, bro. Stardust, man. Thank um, you. Now that I'm talking to you, and I realize like you've been on the Parliament, you've been on the Funk, like because the whole album, man. Every track, every track, bro. The production is amazing, bro. Like you really have a good ear for music. For you to be that young and picking out tracks like this, because like I said, I used to produce, and so and I used to sample a lot. So all this stuff, I can picture myself sampling all the little. You know, pianos and the and the guitars, bro, and like everything is so funky, bro. Like, you know, it's, so it's a dope sound. Because um, one of the one of the tracks in there where I felt like the sample was so dope was uh, the um, "Stars Only Shine for You" track. Mm. Because you know that was also um, that was by uh, Donnie and uh, Joe Emerson. That was mm-hmm. a song called "Baby," mm-hmm. and then how the ending just kind of has that smooth ass ending, but. It, it felt with that track it just felt like you could mix it in with you know I think like love and sadness could mix so easily they could be like interchanged just with like the difference of a beat but yeah you know I, I always had like I always loved when people like use like obscure or unique style samples yeah like, man if I were to choose my favorite beat of all time it would be like uh Probably at least one of them, like the people by Common. Whew, that's an ill sample, bro. Yeah, so I've always been into like big samples, and yeah, shit like that. And with this project, for, as far as the beats, I kind of wanted to go more towards like a uh, like a glitzy, lush, lavish, dark type. Uh, you know. Um, vibe for this I you definitely wanted, captured it bro like easily easily bro it was like I wanted to get like a it's like I wanted to put a Scorsese movie into a project cause that's you know there's a story obviously to it with all the skits at the ending of it for sure you know it, just about a person who was in Vegas you know or well we never I never even call it Vegas during the project mm-hmm. but uh, I called it Neon City just you know Oh, I was just, about to ask a great segue. I was about to ask about that. What is Neon City exactly? Neon City is just a fictional Vegas. It's like it's like um, how how they'll make up places like Gotham City, which mm-hmm. is basically or like you know Metropolis. Just like it's like is so. What is this? Is it like New York? Yeah, kind of sort right, but not really. Right. So that's that's kind of the vibe of it. That's dope. Because I still I still want because if you go to Vegas now, the mob life is dead down there. Mm-hmm. So I still wanted a 
place that mixed old Vegas and new Vegas. Mm. And when you combine those two, you got Neon City. You wow. still got the mob in there. You still got everything to create this story. Because one of the things I always wanted to do with projects, I never wanted to go into a, even a mixtape. Just to, you know, no disrespect to anybody who does it this way. I never just want to give everyone a compilation of you know tracks. Just like here's my shit that I haven't put into a compilation. Word. Here, have this. Word. I want to make sure to give the people like they're listening to a fucking album. You know, that's that's my that's my whole vibe with it, and you know that's that's where we got into this. So I I took a lot of. Uh, inspiration from easily casino mm. and uh just just as far as the just as far as like far as like the druggy trippy vibe you know fear and loathing man man i so i'm, I'm gonna go track by track i can't wait to get into that one because that one definitely jumped out but uh so you you started with neon city so that now that answers my question what is neon city that's vegas so cool Basically. yeah and that was that was a great way to open up the album just to lay out the, the foundation hey hey sipping on this activist when we was young putting towels on the mattresses yeah see the dream with sam rothstein neon king parallel parking arm with a fucking queen yeah and then track number two stardust i seen that video which was dope um the tempo and the vibe of the track we already been talking about that just like real dreamy just super smooth mm -hmm. um man I, I love the i love the tempo and your flow on that bro tell me about that that joint making that joint stardust you know it was so funny because when i heard the beat the first mm -hmm. time i was just like you know it's, it's like one of those moments where i was just kind of humming like we're on the past the terrible graphic screen and yeah. it was just like it just easily just came from that Flying past the turbo graphic screen, speeding past the 12, the fuck you mean? Keep the mask on during quarantine, in the car, the weed and gasoline, covers up the room in limousine, feeling in my throat, the guillotine, wakes me up from rest like coffee beans, deep inside my thoughts, inside my dreams, deep inside the water submarine. Yeah. And from that, I said, oh man, let me just make the whole, let me just keep writing right now, let me just like that. Keep, keep fucking, let me just keep fucking with this. So I just hey, but the, but the flow switch up was dope though. When he's like, your whole life has been preset. Now you know what I mean. Yeah, your whole life has been presets. Since a young kid at recess. You wanna throw away any pretense? It's like too hard, hit the reset. I tried to see what you regret. You answer like we ain't speak yet. Why you ain't show me no respect? Like I needed your bullshit. Blood'll drop, that blood'll drop. Sip of this seeing Atari blocks. Blood'll drop, that blood'll drop. Sip of this seeing Atari blocks. It's like it's start because you know when I was doing that, it was like okay, like it, I I didn't want to I didn't want to get it too boring. So mm -hmm. you know you gotta you gotta you gotta make sure. To, I always love the idea. You know, I always love the idea of switch ups. Because at least you know when you're able to do it correctly. Because I still remember like uh, one of the tracks on there, "Sweet Rome." Mm. I wanted to go with that flow on that song for like mm. the whole thing. But I said, "Hold on, let me switch it up a little bit." Yeah. Because you know I started to write myself into a hole where you know you just try to you try to create something that could be an earworm, but not too monotonous to the point where it kind of feels like your brain's melting when listening to it. That's a fact. I was about to say that, bro. Like with your when you switch up your flow. It just kind of wakes you up a little bit because because you can get lost in the tracks because the tracks are so dreamy, which is great because if you're trying to set a certain vibe or if you're trying to get into a certain vibe or whatever, we know we can put on a bit J and it's going to it's going to take us there. 
but then you get people back into you by switching up the flow. I love that part. Uh, I also love the video, but uh, it's just a shame that, you know, we, I shot two videos out there, mm. but, um, you know, I only got one. I paid for two, only got one mm. because the guy who shot it, it's, it's such a shame because, you know, I never like to badmouth too many people, but I mean, you know. Bad if mouth I coming. Pay, if I pay, if I pay for two videos and I only get one, that's kind of some snake shit. So the director of that video was kind of he kind of snaked me on that one. You know? Yeah, that's trash, bro. Block, block, block me on Insta after. Wow, one of them type dudes, huh? Yeah, man, it's, it's such a shame because you know you you saw the video, you saw the work, even just like the beginning, like where the mask is kind of shining off the neon right there, like mm -hmm. off the neon, the blinking neon lights out there on Fremont Street. Mm -hmm. It's just like, like that. Even that's just so dope. It just sets, it just sets everything up. Yeah. But you know, I guess just because you're good at what you do doesn't make you a good businessman. I guess so. It's some. Um, some real shady shit because I had another video for 007, which oh my you know. god, bro! All right, I'm, I'm not gonna get too excited. Love that <laughs> song. Let's go, let's go, let's go track by track. Love that song, but uh, heads on. so yeah, man, Moonlight, dope piano sample, uh, real smooth. Uh, give us a little glimpse into Moon. I've been around the block and all. I've been around the block and all just to find you. Been around the block and all. Been around the block and all just to find you. Been around the block and all. I've been around the block and all just to find you. Been around the block and all. I've been around the block and all. Yeah, and I don't think I've seen it lately. Straight bullets dropped, nearly hit by the old navy. Bright lights and hotel bills like Scorsese. Cover up the moon, I hardly done seen it lately. Sometimes I try to think ahead to my old roots. Hop in the spaceship the and look in the sky, shoot. Like, and it was funny because, well, uh, I, I remember the verse was so dope that I thought the uh, that I, I had to keep it, even though I thought like the hook. I was like, man. My vocals sound like trash on this hook, mm -hmm. but it's so funny when I release the project. Every like, you'll have a couple people like singing that hook. I'm like, man, it's catchy. I guess, I guess you don't have to. I guess you don't have to know how to sing to be catchy. Nah. <laughs> I always said like, if I knew how to sing, oh my god, uh, it'd be over. It'd I'd be your rap, huh? <laughs> uh, but you know, because I, I, I don't. Every time I use auto tune, I feel stupid. It's just I always think I always sound. My voice sounds a little too young to. <laughs> <laughs> to you know just to, to work with it but maybe i just need to you know be more comfortable in my be more comfortable into my you know situation yeah you got it bro you got it man it's, not it to, sounded not, good not to, not to sound like not to sound too uh like not to get too off topic but you know the, when i started rapping man it's like i feel like no one ever like in high school mm -hmm. nobody fucked with my shit really it was mm -hmm. like i never had people you know, like yo come to come come to the come to the studio real quick whatever <laughs> oh yeah we'll mix your shit for you i literally had to find everything myself i didn't even know where to find a person to shoot videos where i had to look online like on craigslist or some shit just find people in the bay area to do it yeah. until i found some good people you know like that just put me on you know that that really just helped me out until i started finding more things like even just people to mix and master my shit i had to find somebody and pay them to do it you know which i still pay to do it but it's good to have your reliable one man like you know i know who to go to i go to my boy ap for all my you know mixing or whatever it's like okay Word. cool we got it i don't have to worry about 
anybody who's unreliable, I know this dude, he's all reliable, just send it to him. It's, 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 a, it's always great to have that. So as yeah. far as like the auto-tune, I never really had too much time to experiment like that. So I had to do it all on my own. So mm-hmm. when it comes to these types of projects where I just kind of get lost and then, you know, everything kind of gets like immersive in a sense, mm-hmm. it's that, that came from all that, like, you know. Okay, if if I'm not if y'all ain't gonna give me the credit, I gotta come out ten times harder than anyone else, in my opinion. Like, yeah, I mean it's it's like that though, man. When you when you first start, you know, people just even if they really like if if they really digging what you're doing, they still want to see you prove it, you know. Right. And so you can't just come out with one or two songs and then people are just gonna praise you. Like you gotta give them that work just so they know that you're serious. Right, right. Yeah, but uh, let's get on to the next one. Word, word. 007, bro. I will say, when I first listened to the project, this joint slapped me in the face, man. Like, that is, is easily my favorite song. Um, well, I, it's it's between that and Fear and Loathing, but um, <sighs> I know, man. But it's, it's, it's between those two, but this one is longer. The vibe is just like... I can listen to this song five times back to back and just like not be bothered, you know. Um, it starts off with that the chorus is dope, like the the guitar sample and just like the whole tempo has an H Town vibe to it. I love it, bro. I could keep going, but I'll let you jump in, bro. Holy Ghost with the Reverend, count my fucking blessings. If I die in the struggle, just find a good place to rest them. James Bond with the weapons, get an army to test them. No talk, we suppress them, cause I be, I be on my, on my double, double or seven. 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 Harder than this Nevada, weather out the cabana. Nas bats and the hammers, they tucked away when they have them. If I die in my 20s, I'm good, this time's a blessing. At least my parents will see me come out of my adolescence, but fuck that, I'm good off it. Bless a bitch like Team Rocket, smooth like this candy paint, you can't believe your eye sockets. Uh, I'm glad that you added the H-Town vibe because, you know, that's not even something I'm not aware of, like, like in that type of sense of, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't really think about it until you kind of brought it up. It's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, like I said, you know, I, I try to listen to as many people as possible. I get, I get like inspiration from, you know, the most random things, but regardless of that, you know, uh, with that song, I still remember when I made the track, I was like in the living room and like I listened to the beat on my headphones mm-hmm. and my grandma was actually sleeping there. <laughs> <laughs> and I still remember the hook just popped into my mind that double double low seven mm. double double seven I was like wait a minute have you ever like been thinking about something like at work or when you're in bed or whatever and you're just like okay I'll, I'll, I'll remember that and you wake up and forgot exactly how it went yeah yeah you'll just be like wow I lost that that was a gold mine that's the worst I really just lost that yeah. so I went to I went to the I literally went to a bathroom closed the door and recorded that like on the uh, little audio memos here on my uh, on my iPhone. For sure, saving that. Yep. <laughs> so like the very next day, and and um, it was originally it was just that double double low seven, and for the hook I said, man, okay, that that's cool. But again, we go back to the whole monotony thing, like the whole repetitive ass whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I was thinking, okay, what would sound dope a cappella? So there was the Holy Ghost with the Reverend mm. counting my fucking Bless, lessons. Hey. And I thought about what would sound dope if we, if just like everything paused live on stage and what would get the crowd hyped. Wow. And I thought of those bars and stuff. Well, you know, yeah. Holy Ghost with the Reverend count mm. my fucking blessings. Yeah. So I did that whole thing and then I added the double double oh seven right there. There was the hook. Holy Ghost with the Reverend count my fucking blessings. If I die in the struggle, just find a good place to rest them. James Bond with the weapons, get an army to test them. No talk, we suppress them, cause I be, I be on my, on my double, double or seven. 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 And the song basically wrote itself after that. It's like, once you have a hook that strong, in my opinion, like, it's kind of like everything else just kind of follows. Yeah. Nah, bro. I, I love that song, bro. Like, that's, I definitely listen to that the most. And uh, it's just like, it's timeless, man. Yeah, to me, it's I timeless. Remember, um, I was letting Dre listen to that track first, you know, because he's always like, he's always like the, dude, we always kick it. And sometimes I'll play like my unreleased shit around him, you know, to kind of get a general vibe. Where? Uh, and, you know, it was a song. I thought it was dope, but, you know, sometimes you never know how dope a song is until you get the feedback. That's what's start Seeing people go like, yo, yeah. that's that shit. Yeah. Like, and, so when he told me that's that shit, and then yeah, I was just kind of thinking like, yeah, you know what, it kind of is that shit. <laughs> Over there making wings in the kitchen with the speaker on, it's just like, oh Word. yeah, you know with the now now that you mention it with flour on my hands, yeah, this song <laughs> is that shit. Huh? That's funny. No, that's it's now now that you say it, bro. It is a shame that we didn't get a video for that because that song is so dope, bro. <sighs> I'm going back to Vegas in September. I'll try to get one there. Do it, man. Do it. <laughs> Please do. Yeah, I, I kind of need to. But um, to kind of put it in more perspective, I was talking to Tevin about it. I'm not sure if you ever watched the Kanye West, the, the runaway, like the full 30-minute uh, movie he did. No, nah, i never seen it. Well, I wanted to do like a whole 30-minute movie for this whole project. Like, You can do it, bro. I, I just need I just need the resources, man. I nah, need I the people. You. Yeah. But, you know, the, the 007 video will be easy, but man, if I could get, you know, if anybody listening to this <laughs> in Vegas, Word. And, you know, y'all got female actors, male actors, people that, you know, got cameras, anybody that want to, anybody that want to bring something to life, please, you know, hit me up if y'all got any contacts, because that's the type of shit we need, like, like just the idea of the whole, you know, just even something as simple as desert shots. Yeah. No, that, I mean that would be lit, bro, because the sound of your of your whole album is very cohesive. So I can easily see, you know, an extended video project, extended visual for that because everything just kind of runs together smoothly. Yeah, man, but you know, but I, if if we don't get that movie done, I'm definitely going to get a I definitely going to at least have to try to get a 007 007 video done like yeah gotta do that that's a fact bro. Yeah, I just need to find some reliable people in Vegas that aren't going to rob me this time man that's a fact bro. <laughs> I gotta start doing contracts <laughs> alright bro track 5 neon lights uh, neon lights is, yeah like to me I just felt like okay let me let me just like do some real rap shit like, let mm. me just fucking nail something into somebody's head let me just get hyped like let me just let me just do that 
Blessed to walk in the valley of those Feeling fresher than the kicks that be hugging my toes That's a converse arrow jam Tell them like they give a damn Better dub they do Boy, you speaking to the fucking man Give me a hundred any time that they doubt me Then you never see me worry about more cheese Oh, please, come in peace to your planet Hit a bitch from the top of the roast Like Randy Savage Come pack with the blam if you catching my drift Come that John yeah. Love love that John beats Anybody who fucks with like Samurai Shampoo will like Understand solely what I mean by that But uh Yeah I just felt like that one was just like Okay like, we're the neon lights We go like Like we're We're, we're the ones shining out here man Like mm. We're the center of attention I'm gonna prove to you why I'm the center of attention Bro, you rode the beat so well, like when the beat kind of chopped up and you chopped up your flow, I was like, okay, this dude is a student of the game. Like he's he's really he's really giving us something right here. Yeah, man. I just I try to I try to make sure to make shit like as I try to make sure to give you all. I try to make sure to do all that type of shit right there. When anytime like a beat chops up, let me let me try to get something that that you're gonna like you know kind of memorize in a sense. Yeah. Like, I, I love those beat chops. I love when producers put that type of shit in there. I'm a motherfucking fool. You ain't never paid your dues. Filling up my cup with booze. Any way you cut it, you lose. Y'all gonna make me laugh. Y'all and then now that what you said previously about, you know, writing a hook for 007, like Neon Lights, that's dope. If you're performing that live in the beat, whatever, and you riding a beat like that, and the, and the, the crowd just catch that vibe and catch that energy, everybody's bopping the same way. Like I could see that going over dope. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. if you got like you know flat. If your lights kind of like yeah, and like the smoke. If you, like the, if you get like the all bright ass white lights, just boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. That's that's definitely that's definitely uh definitely a vibe there. For sure. All right, bro. My joint, fear and loathing. Fear and loathing. Okay. The hook, the hook, bro. My Thank you, God. Johnny Polygon. Thank you, My. Johnny fucking Polygon. Hey, real, real quick before you get into it, bro. I gotta say, I can't remember being grabbed by a hook like this. Like no cap, bro. Like this hook, I was just like, oh my God. Like he, he just laid that out. Like it's so simple. But it's it's really applicable to our culture right now and where we're at in hip hop, bro. But I'll let you get into it. Go ahead, bro. Games done change, yeah, it's nothing like it was. Jay-Z sold me drugs, Jay-Z, Jay-Z sold me drugs. Maybe it's because sold me drugs, Jay-Z, Jay-Z sold me drugs. Jay-Z sold me drugs, Jay-Z, Jay-Z sold me drugs. Two five show me how to be a thug. Jay-Z sold me drugs, Jay-Z, Jay-Z saw them hustlers needed customers. So they sold it all to Unstoppable, all about your dough. Who it is with the bad hoe? And she bluer than a Hoover crib. Fuck some foolish shit. We on that peer pressure doing shit. On that Buddha bitch. Back with the team of fucking lips. Uh, I'm a pop of pill. You know, if you want to say more, go ahead. <laughs> regardless, because I, I feel you on that. That's exactly how kind of how I was feeling too. When basically, um, Johnny Polygon, dope dope ass artist I, I hit him up for well I hit him up for a um, for a feature mm-hmm. and I remember he told me yeah this shit is so dope I kind of don't want to give this to you 
I don't blame I said, him. I said, <laughs> yeah. You think he wanted to do that shit on his own? That's a dope yeah, ass hook, bro. Him. My I goodness. I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. You know, and Johnny, Johnny's been doing this shit for so long. You know, he's done shit with Nas, so I can understand why he doesn't want to do shit with me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> At least give me like the hook like that. Yo, but, that's dope. You know, Johnny, Johnny always been a dope dude. So, and uh, you know, um, he also was on Dreamland and did Fuck Drugs. Which was a track that when he did that shit, I was like, man, he just he just knows how to kill it with hooks. I still remember, you know, hearing that. And the first listen through, I was like, man, that was dope. Then I heard it again, and I like it automatically an earworm. I just told him like, he said, man. I, and funny enough, I think that was like probably the last project I put it on. Uh, that, was, that was the last song I put on the project. Mm. It, it was it was technically done. Yeah. By, by then. It was, it was about done by then and then you know that's when Johnny hit me up he said yo you working on anything else you know like let's uh, let's let's get some work in I said yeah man um and I told him just like uh, he said what's the vibe like I said glitzy lavish uh dark and he said like those avid uh, adjectives be right back mm. like in wow. about an hour yeah he sent me the snippet I'm like wow Okay, I told him, yeah, man, I I, I need this shit, man. Mm. So yeah, he, you know he, you know he he finally caved in, so we we fucking did it. Bro. And then my boy Don, and then my boy Don Kingdom, at the at the end right there, smooth. He's he's always been he's always been so smooth. He's always been one of my favorite rappers as far as you know people that I know personally. Yeah, no, nah, man, that that track is short and sweet. But that hook is so fire, bro. It's just so simple, but man, it and, makes you know, a statement. Of I had to name, I had to name it "Fear and Loathing." I didn't know what the fuck I was gonna name it until, mm-hmm. until you know, I, I really thought about. it. I was like, oh man, I needed a drugged out track real quick. <laughs> All right, track seven. You know what, money? I don't. I forgot to even <laughs> make notes for that, bro. I did like the track, but I ain't even write nothing down, bro. Tell me a little bit about that. Just let me get as ignorant as fucking possible. Yeah, <laughs> that that was basically that. Like, I, it was it was one of those songs. Like, okay, like we 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 got we got it. We got the we got some deep shit in here. But let me get let me just get on my complete, you know, madness, ignorant, throwing money out the limousine type shit. Word. So that that pretty much explains itself there. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just one of those things, you know. It's easy. You just, just simple shit like you know, big pun throwing people in minivans. That's <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's how I was feeling on that. It was good to. I think I think every. I think it's always good to be versatile in in any in any genre that you mm-hmm. in any genre you do. So I think it's always good to have, have tracks with substance. You know, well, I think it's always good to have substance, but as far as you know, more. Uh, different layers of shit like i think it's good to show you that you could be ignorant but also you know spiritual in a sense you could you could do you could have different there's always good to have different vibes man yeah i mean that's just the that's the human experience man we're all not one way so exactly nothing wrong with that and then how are you gonna have an album about neon city and not talk about money 
Like, exactly. You gotta it's do it. <laughs> literally, the, literally the city that's built on blood money, man. man. You think about Vegas. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Man, you know, you got people that came from the East Coast that really put all of their, uh, all that blood money and power and mm. built that city from the ground up. You know, that's they got crazy. pushed out, but, you know, wouldn't be, probably wouldn't be there today. That's a fact. Crazy, crazy how shit works like that, you know? Yes, it is. And every and everybody loves it. Ain't nobody thinking about that blood money now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, all the corporations came in and took it, but, you know, I guess it's all, you know, I guess it just is what it is at that point. But, I mean, you talk about blood money. I mean, America, it, the whole foundation of America is based upon blood money. It's kind of poetic, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, it's basically, it's, it's very American. Yeah. It's very American in a sense. You know, you had the, the, you had the strong mobsters come in and take it in from, you know, this little, uh, this little cowboy town. Mm-hmm. You built it into this mega, and you know, they turned it into this, you know, fucking mecca, you know, when they built like a flamingo or some shit or like, where you kind of like opened in, you know, back then I remember I was hearing people say like, back then, you know, you go to Vegas, You'd have a, a cowboy salute you at the door, and then you know, when the mob came in, they had they built their shit. They had people in suits salute you at the door. You know, they, mm-hmm. had, they built their mega Atlantic City shit down he down there. Yeah, so, yeah, so crazy. Fun. It's crazy how that worked, but you know, it's, and, you know, it's just like it's a super polarizing place. That's the that's the reason I probably made this project. Why I made this project, you know, it's just. You look at the history of it, yeah, and what it took to what it took to build it, mm-hmm. and what broke what you know what broke it, you know what the, the things that had to happen to make this you know fall from fall from grace, you know, and make it what it is today. So it's yes, yeah, it's, it's many, but you know it's uh, definitely definitely one of the most interesting cities, especially when you think about you know how how. Uh, different it was you know you think about like a place like san francisco yeah or new york like how was that in the 30s yeah you know still mm-hmm. had the buildings still right. there you know you look at vegas in the 30s like you know you have a couple thousand people living there now you got millions of people to go there every day yeah city built on blood money crazy bro and then we go to track eight sweet rome Sweet Rome, I'm drawn to you, man. So what's what's that about? Sweet Rome was just the main sense of through everything. It's it's more you know again feeding into the uh, story of it. It's just at the end of the day, I think we all kind of want to head to a paradise where you and all the people that you love are you know eating. I wake up to an empty home, dreams and fantasies about me living in Rome, solitary. Fucking scary. Does it worry you that I talk about getting buried? My fucking mind hit the dash when a race. In the mirror, I'm scared to look at my fucking face. Wear a mask, wear it close. In my sleep, that comatose. I hate life, I love it too. Lack of funds, monotonous moves. I hate to lose more than I love to win. So if I stay broke, you probably won't see You know, when the, and the sweet room could be to everything, you know, living in days under the street shooters. Like when you live in so much, when you live in so much drama or whatever in your life, you kind of find, you kind of want to find a way just to get away from it. You want to go to that sweet Rome. You want to live like, you want to live like Caesar out there, man. You yeah. just, you finally want to go to that. Like I'm done with all this bullshit. Let me just find a way where, you know, I could call it quits and just live my life in happiness. 
Word. And that's that's kind of the vibe of Sweet Rum. I think that's the first track I wrote for this project. Funny enough. Wow. Yeah, that was a uh, that was one of the like more aspirational tracks. Yeah, um, man. It was uh, it's definitely a definitely a deep one. You know. Um, yeah. You know, and also coming down to the thing like you know, what's harder to obtain? You know, uh, like post mortem, will they even go remember my name? Mm. It's like you know, you, when you start thinking about shit like that, you know, it's like back then everything was so simple. You yeah. know, you think even as a kid, you know, what you what you want as a kid, like kind of wanted to live comfortably. But the thing about that sweet Rome is like it, it's it's almost like a mirage in a sense. You know, it's very, it's very hot. You know, it's very easy to say that you want to live your life in peace, but you know, you got to find out the problems that you have too. Like, you know, yeah. Like again, like post, like you're thinking about that legacy, which you know, I mean, things like that, chasing the absurd. So that that's another thing that you know drew me into making that track. Yeah, man, I, I like that. It was it was real smooth and like yeah, real introspective. Honestly, man, a lot of the album was, was very introspective. I'm going to get into that, just the whole vibe of that towards the end of this, man. But and really you know, going in, oh, go ahead, it's, go ahead. It's, it's it's really funny because like the first half, half is like think of it, think of the movie Casino itself. Like the first half, everything running smooth, everybody getting money, everybody living it up. You know, you're, mm-hmm. they're just doing their shit. But then the second half, you know, right after right after money, it's like you start to see when the shit finally starts to hit the fan. Mm. You know, you start to see more of the uh, more of the breakdown. Yeah. Because you know, with every empire, you know, every empire, like mostly every empire, usually falls. For sure. So you know, that's that's kind of the it's kind of the sense of this, you know. And that's the thing, like with when you get the money, it brings a sense of reality that you never knew existed, or it just really brings stuff to the surface. Like you really deal with everything to its fullest once you have the money. Yeah, and more so just then, and also it's just the sense of, you know, it's um, with power, you know, with power comes more people after, your, after you know, they want to chop your head off, man. It's just, <laughs> that's just the, the sense of what it is, man. It's really just as uh, simple as that, you know. It's like when you start, you know, everyone likes the person that's loud. Like, you know, my character in the whole story is like, he was a guy who got loud and wanted to become a legend in the city. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, you end up with, of course, you end up with nothing. The world will move on with you and the world will move on without you. Man, you're out, there cha- you're out there chasing what's irrelevant at the end of it. You know, it's like, yeah, you want to be a legend, but you're rubbing so many, you're rubbing the wrong shoulders. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're back where you started. Man. Bro, speaking of speaking of that <laughs> nuclear rooftop man you really really painted a picture with this one bro funny that uh back the back in the old uh i did so much research in one of my first 
visits to Vegas mm -hmm. where, you know, I just loved it. Everything, like, just the history of it. And back then in Vegas, they used to hold rooftop parties because they used to do nuclear testing in the desert. They used to drop nukes in the desert. For sure. And people would just be up there with their champagne and their drinks and, you know, they'd watch after a night of watching Sinatra or whatever, they'd go up to that rooftop and, you know, watch a bomb drop. Boom. That was fireworks. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That was that was the, that was that shit. They would really, you know, have parties like that. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think it was also symbolic, like the nuclear rooftop. It's also a sense of you know, shit's hitting the fan now. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, if you know, we're all we're all looking for a show, but you know, literally something like it's almost as if uh, seeing impending doom. Yeah. Now, bro, the the transition that you had was so dope to me. I don't know if this is, you meant to do this, but I just feel like, you know, you, you're a student of music. I feel like you, you know what, you know the importance of sequencing. And so, mm -hmm. going from nuclear rooftop to fountains, I was so yo, happy that, you brought that, up. that, that, I don't know if the sample is the same and it's just freaked differently or you just took a very similar sample and had somebody just, but the sample is dope. The whole vibe, it sounds like a Kanye in his prime vintage Rockefeller. The first track, the first track, I, the first track I definitely got so much inspiration from uh, Devil in a New Dress. Yeah, for sure. We came a long way from keg parties to taking Molly, from puffing Molly to champagne inside of the lobby, like going straight to iPhones from Blackberries, from landlords to planning shit with the concierge. I guess the beats I use may find a way to deceive ya. I had the vest, so I stopped using so many features. I got too many demons that I will go and address. Confess my evil while I'm telling my girl to address. All no telling where I might go. I'm just an endless cycle of letting you down. So every day I really just die slow. Unlikely forgiveness. Some bogus decisions. I guess there's a I got so much inspiration about you know, um <clears throat> and the story, you know, just going going with it. You know, just uh talking and you know, talking to this girl that you're having this, you know, terrible you could just tell it's a terrible, like toxic relationship. You know, one of the first things and one of the things I love is just like, how much of an asshole do you really have to be to tell a girl like, you know, you're doing too much fucking coke in public? <laughs> how much, how much of an, you know, you're bringing up like you threw the wine when I say that you're doing coke too much. I know you're sensitive. I'm salting up the open cuts. Like you're just trying to get under your skin. You're like, yeah, you're doing too much fucking coke out here. You know, you're being an asshole on purpose <laughs> in this, you know, kind of fucked up horrible relationship with two people in power it kind of reminds me of the scene in uh, Scarface when uh, when uh, you know mm. they were in the went into dinner you know the say hello yeah. to the bad guy yep yep but um yeah so as far you know that's that's more as far as the uh, meaning of the track goes I think it, I just love how I dug into that one really to be right. honest you know just kind of it kind of just sounded like a like a relationship at the end like just getting airing all your fucking grievances out like yeah just laying into her like you know yeah bro like you you painted a picture you really skated on that you know what i mean lyrically it doesn't it doesn't even mean it, it like and, and that's a lot of things where people need to understand with characters or as far as you know just even even just uh characters or even just people like 
oh yeah, the, you know, he, he somebody was telling me like, oh yeah, the, that's such an asshole thing to say to someone. I'm like, yeah, but you know, nobody's fucking perfect. Like nobody's just gonna be as we all have an ex where we probably were like, man, fuck that bitch or fuck whoever, you know, whatever. I think we've all had that type of situation mm-hmm. where we were, you know, young, immature or just plain out stupid when we see it a couple years down the line that it wasn't even like worth saying all that. But, you know, it's, it's just the feeling of the heat of the moment. You know, that's just, that's just the way, you know, shit pans out. It's sometimes. just life, bro. Like life <laughs> yeah, is exactly. like that. Like sometimes, sometimes you just gotta fucking, you know, air it all out. Like nobody's fucking perfect, man. You can't control everything you have to say. Like, nah. you know, hindsight, of course, is always going to be twenty twenty. Yeah, and and that's especially when you're in a relationship with somebody, bro. Like that stuff is gonna come out, and it doesn't always come out pretty. But everyone has done it. Everyone has been in a relationship. You 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 get to that point. Yeah. Even 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 if you look back and think, man, I was an asshole. Yeah. Which is true. That song is a complete is a guy being a complete asshole to to a girl. Even if she deserved it. Even if she was you know she wasn't perfect herself, which obviously she wasn't. Mm Hmm. But, you know, obviously the character I have is, that I'm portraying in there isn't a saint either. So, you know, it's just, yeah. but it, it just is what it is. It's just, you know. And it's art. And it's art. Is, is, exactly. is, are, are people mad at Tony Montana human for. Human nature, man. <laughs> yeah. It's human nature. That's exactly. The, that's the main point of it. It doesn't yeah. have to be pretty. Nah. You know? And the reason why the song is called Falcons is because uh, it's, just, it's just as simple as the setting of being at a restaurant where the Bellagio Fountain word no that's a that's a dope picture that would be a dope video as well <laughs> easily which is why i want to do the because word. you know i don't want to do 16 15 videos let's do all one yeah nah, that's, that's regardless of that nah but as far as the transition yeah to radio yes sir alien officers give up the money cough it up making right decisions never click to any common crooks concerned with getting looks we doing bullshit all by the books floating off these pink light beams higher than sky hooks everything is intergalactic i guess that made it clean rocking space gems in your spaceland with the magazines young and dumb only thinking about the cash amount how many more chases can we take until the gas run out how many shots can i take until i'm passing now bank is calling me say yes, they sir. worried about now, my bank account what was me i want to the beat was just a complete just one i had in the vault i was just like oh this is perfect. This is a perfect transition here. And I said, man, this has nothing really to do with radio, but I just wanted to make it seem in like I hit my boy Jay Harmony up because mm-hmm. I always felt like he was one. He's one of like the like coolest motherfuckers I know. Like he just <laughs> he just like he just wavy like that, you know. Just uh, he always went by the Mac Martian. He would go by Mac Martian, Jay the Alien. Mm. And uh, he had this alter ego called Stony Morbucks, <laughs> and I always thought about man, what if there was a radio station in this fucking like universe here? You got like this funky ass alien just you know tuning in and just saying like, hey, we on you know neon, we on neon city radio, just and you know that was the whole vibe of that. Yeah, and ra- radio to me was just like, I feel like that song. If I when I close my eyes, I feel like that is the biggest vibe of the entire project. That transition into there, it just feels. Whenever I listen to that song, I really feel like I'm in that fucking world. Mm. 
like a hundred percent of the time, man. It's like. So that song mean a lot to you, huh? Oh yeah, that, that those two tracks, uh, those those you know that that whole track, fountains and radio was just just you know necessary. It had to. I had to write that shit in order to complete this project. I need to write something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, just loved it. I loved the transition too on that, and it was just. Yeah, it was it was smooth. You know, making bro. making right decisions never you know uh, never matter to any common crooks. And it's just um, that's just you know again more of the shit hitting the fan. You know, it's like you know we 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 all have we all have issues. Word. So you know th- these are just the cut. These are a couple of mine. You know, mm-hmm. they may be a little bit deeper than yours at the moment, but you know it is what it is. Word. So that's kind of what I was feeling with radio. It's just more of that shit hitting the fan, more of the acceptance towards it, and then the skit at the end, of course. You know. You did that. You had that joint, and then you transitioned into Grave, which is slowly, slowly man. becoming one of my favorites, bro. Because it's so introspective, man. Like it really. Wow, I was, I'm very happy you said that because I think you're one of the first people that's actually come up to me about that song in particular. Yo, that song, like, if people aren't paying attention, like I said, it's easy to get rocked to sleep because the beats are so dreamy and the vibe is lit. But when you start listening to your lyrics, like, if anyone starts listening to your lyrics, man, it's really deep and it's it's some timeless stuff that. And it's, it just applies to everybody. This is all straight into nothingness. Maybe I should go and hire up a publicist so you could believe I'm fine. Like half of the time, I wasn't high, I only took half of the line. What I smell is a cush coma. Should have said, fuck a diploma. Lost everything except my ego. Come to terms that maybe I'm just a superhero. Bruce Wayne with gold chains. Look how the fucking car swang. You know what's really funny is that uh, you know uh, maybe maybe that's why they didn't remember what we were talking about before we uh, went on air, went on live um, about the the, the radio station oh, and they didn't want to put me on. Maybe they were listening to some shit like Grave and were like, "Man, this is depressing. I don't want to hear this shit." <laughs> Okay, they, they probably, can they can skip over it if they want to. They don't have to. <laughs> man, like y- y'all didn't listen to 007? Damn, man, nah. As, but yeah, as far as that, you know, obviously at the end of radio, there was that skit of the mob lighting me the fuck up. Yeah. And they buried me, who they I assumed was dead, kept the mask on, mm. you know, and uh, threw me in the grave. And this is the idea of a man crawling out of his own grave and the, all the thoughts... And uh, everything you think of, you know, near-death experience crawling out of a fucking grave. Bro, getting into the thoughts, some of the lyrics he said, declining mental health truly starts to bother me. Preacher's showing me like where the Holy Father be. Who can appreciate a little bit of honesty, accept all my demons, even though they haunted me. If I pray more, will you care more? You forget what I do behind doors? I'm out of my grave and empty my lungs as I lay there dying in the hot sun. Bro, that that hit me, bro. Yeah, it's just a, a sense of you know, it's like 
okay, you know, like I've been, I've been this, you know, I have not been this perfect person my whole life if i pray more is that gonna fix everything mm. you know it's just one of those things like the acceptance of you know obviously it's not the ideal thing to do but at the moment you know you're getting you're lit though you have holes in you you're climbing out of this grave and you know it's like man well will well, any of this is there any way to save me at this point man but like not man, really on and this... then you know obviously climbing out of my grave and then you're emptying coughing out the dirt Baking in that hot sun after Man. you crawl out of your grave. Man, that's a that's a vivid image, bro. But like on this on this podcast, I talk about religion a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I talked about it more in the beginning as opposed to further I went into it because you can only talk about religion for so long and it just kind of gets repetitive and right. You get you just get bogged down by it. But just the statement of saying, if I pray more, would you care more? And and the logic behind it trying to trying to really work through as a human like is all this stuff that i'm doing is this really what i should be doing is this what i have to do to be able to quote unquote go to heaven or have my soul saved like is this really effective is this really what i need to do yeah it's definitely digging into that a lot because you gotta because you know you're looking at into a uh, into a point where it's like man you know it's like you have people that felt like religion hasn't helped them you know in the past so you know maybe they've gone into this life of sin or whatever yeah so yeah that's that's kind of like that's kind of the gist of it right there man you know you gotta think like man if i if i start praying more if i start fixing myself will that matter to you Mm. because you know you gotta you gotta think about the people that's closest to you in that point like because it really is. It really is. It really does shape down to the point where you've done so much in your life, you start to question all of your motives. Man, when you hit rock bottom, if if you've ever hit, I think everyone has hit rock bottom once in their life, where they just feel like nothing is going their way. Yeah, and it's one of those things where you start to question who you are you start to question what you should be doing you start to question the person you are your religion and everything and that's yeah. just in the, this whole track of in the whole grave track it really is just a questioning of you know it's just a questioning of religions yeah and that's the thing that i'm starting to come to con- my own conclusions about religion and you know because religion is really designed to just answer questions <laughs> you know that we have as as humans about our our afterlife the reason why we're here the origin of everything like it's trying to answer all these questions and one thing that we typically find is that religion doesn't answer all the questions for us right um and we still got mad questions and so it's it comes to a point where for me i just had to stop bogging myself down with trying to answer all these questions that can't be answered because truth be told they just really can't you know, mm-hmm. I'm always going to have there's always going to be new things. And like, I'm just a speck of dust when it comes to eternity and just history and how long people have been here. And my my level of knowledge compared to all the knowledge that's out there, like I'm never going to be able to find out everything. Yeah, man. It's, and it also goes down, you know, like, again, it's, you know, we're we're one piece of this giant ass puzzle, man. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like I was uh, it's like I told you earlier, man, you know. This life will move with you, and it's going to move without you. Yeah. 
it's it, it really is as you know dark or as you know uh cynical as that sounds it's, it's it's the truth at the end of the day it's the truth sometimes it's it's as simple as just saying like man we're all gonna die one day man a lot of a lot of like this a lot of you know what we do you mm-hmm. know it's just a matter of what you do while you're here and yeah. uh yeah. you really gotta you really gotta weigh on those decisions and a lot of decisions even even as just us as regular people some of the decisions we made what definitely weren't the right decisions i know i've made a ton of shit decisions in my life mm-hmm. you know but you know it's just a matter of you know this is who i am at the end of the day you know it's like you know there's always room for improvement but yeah as far as you know as far as what it is like you know this is who the fuck i am yeah and at the end of the day it's all about progression you know it's all it's all about getting your heart right you know doing right doing right for the right reasons and uh not continuing to make the same mistakes obviously and not to sound funny or anything but because you know uh my character here does get lit the fuck up and it's funny how you know of course you know but in a way it is progression because you know in this moment he's starting to think man maybe i should get the fuck out of here and do something different Mm, yeah you know Mm -hmm. um, i nearly lost my life right here at this point like man maybe changes need to happen at this point which leads on to you know mojave yeah man i love the uh just the, the western vibe that it starts out with Every day they used to grip the Smith and Wesson It's like every day we learned a fucking lesson We was around fucking with bad ones Should've run around the street fucking with handguns Who baby ain't gonna come home to his mama We used to go around invading all the fucking problems no, you got it. I was just saying this is another dope beat switch that you had in one of your tracks Yeah, yeah, I, I tried to do that a lot you know and uh you know credit just uh, just because you know just being a student of the game is something as simple as just listening to like travis scott Man. you know just hearing like a bunch of transitions that he had on like you know rodeo or Astro World. you're like oh yeah i want to do that mm-hmm. hold on let me do that let me fuck with that that sounded dope yeah i'm trying to fuck with i'm trying to fuck with that vibe yeah. and you know with mojave i felt like uh the idea is because um my person my character there was shot and buried in a place a couple miles from vegas it's called good springs mm. really western you know nothing but dirt and you know dirt and heat yeah so yeah that's kind of why i put the little western vibe in there and this is just um you know the idea of just the thoughts in the mind of a man walking you know riddled near death all the way back to Vegas or Neon City to be exact you know with the mm-hmm. thought of uh, getting the fuck out yeah you know he's trying to find the girl from this whole this whole you know project you know the the love of interest in here and just uh, get the hell out yeah you know, trying to find that one person you know can let's get in the car and let's go Bet. bro stars only shine for you another one Another one that hit me, bro. Walking these fucking days sober. That's probably what you want, don't you? You tell me that we got choices. How I respond to God when I'm hearing 20 voices. In my house, I'm hearing strange noises. And tell the truth, it's starting to wear on my enjoyment. 
ripped off my fucking rosary and threw it in the trash because it doesn't go account for me. The end. I mean, the, the end of this album. It really. I love the turn. I love the story that you're telling. Uh, man, just the the transition into these more introspective, like indie life. Um, like, or even if it, it sometimes when you have these thoughts, it may not be the end of your life. Like I've I've had thoughts like this. Um, unfortunately, I just had a real close friend of mine pass, and in in February. Sorry and to hear that. I, I appreciate that, bro. And it's just like when people pass in your life, especially, it's something about when somebody passes and they're not that old, like they're in their twenties or something like that, twenties or thirties. And then you really start thinking about everything that comes with life and and just the meaning of everything and why you're doing what you're doing, bro. And just questioning things. And so like when you were saying, I think you started out like, you tell me I got choices, how I, how I respond to God when I'm hearing 20 voices. Like that's, I don't know exactly where you're going with that, but I feel you. I feel well, you, bro. Well, the point is, everyone's like, listen to God. Like, well, okay, but I have 20 fucking voices <laughs> talking to me at this point, man. I got so many motives, so many fucking things that I could do. 20 people telling me, you know, it's, it's as simple as, uh, because, you know, when I made the transition of my rap, with my rap name, a lot of it, one of my best friends actually did pass too. And he was, you know, about, a, he was as young as me. He was about 18. Sorry to hear that, bro. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I started questioning, like, man, I was driving my pen and a lot of, you know, different shit. I was drinking a lot. I was, you know, just fucking with a lot of, uh, fucking with a lot of shit, just kind of the, you know. Trying to cope. Yeah, just trying to cope in a sense. And, um, you know, that's one of those things, like, you know, yeah, uh, it, it's so easy to say, you know, just make the right decision, you know. Yeah. Put, put it in the in the hands of God, but like, man, I'm hearing, you know, temptation, take this or do this or maybe, uh, oh yeah, that job you got, that, that nine to five you got, that's whack, you know, sell this. Mm-hmm. So you, you got, you got voices from everywhere telling you a hundred different fucking things. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's one of those, you know, in the situation, obviously in a more, when you're more lucid in a sense, your, your obvious thought is to make the rational decision. But when shit hits the fan, you can't always just think rationally, or at least, you know, if you, not that you can't, but a lot of us don't. Yeah. No, that's so real. Yeah. That, that's what the, that's kind of where I was going with that. How do I respond to God when I'm hearing 20 voices? Like you have, I have a million fucking things that I could do. You know, it's very, it's, it's really difficult to know if this is like a time where I should just, you know, respond to God or should I, you know, do this or should I do that? You know, it's in the, the sense of a man that's in a sense hysterical. Yeah. No, it's, it's like that in, in a lot of times with, with religion, they, you know, it kind of simplifies everything like as if you could just listen to God and, and this, whatever voice you think you're hearing as God, that's it. So just follow exactly. that voice. But it's like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know where that's coming from. Like, I don't know if that's exactly. me. Exactly. And yeah. that's another thing. Like this voice could be just another That could be just another voice in your head, man. Yeah. So that that's how, you know, you know, if, if we all could just know that it's God or a higher being or a um, or a moral compass that's talking to us 100% of the time. Things yeah. would be so easy, you know. Again, religion simplifies, but in a world, especially when you know shit's really hitting the fan, where you're in, 
in a sense of uh, you know going to actual hysteria. It's it's very hard to you know just listen to the voice of reason. You know, yeah. it's 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 hard to um, it's hard to cope when it's hard to cope when shit's really hitting the fan, man. It's it's like you don't you, a lot of times you don't know what to do. You're not thinking rationally. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of what I got from that, and of course, obviously, with the skit at the end of um, you know, at, at the end of fucking um, Mojave, with the girl leaving Neon City. That was kind of like the the straw that breaks the camel's back in this person's life. Mobs after me. Mm-hmm. I lost her. I lost a lot of things. So it's just at the end of the day, you know, you go to that into the darkest place of that you've ever been, and you get the nine, and that's do it yourself. Man, yeah, bro. Hence the gunshot. Man. And then we end on farewell. Once again, the sequencing was amazing. The storytelling was amazing. And when farewell, you, is yeah. the idea. Farewell, the idea I got from that is just like it's almost like as if everything has been relieved and the ghost is just talking. Crazy, I'm so wavy. Hate me in my great speed. Views off of that moonlight. Visions coming from moonshine. Alcohol in my breath. Burning feeling in my chest. Taking shots with no vest. Music making life more is less. I invest, still depressed. Yes, I smile, I confess. Miss my mind, miss my soul. Miss what made me also whole. Miss my friends, it depends if I really need these ends. Cause when I die, I will rise. Broke as when I was a kid. That's a full 360 when given thought $1,000 suit that I wear before I rock uh, Drinking him to get through the verse Thinking like, deep in the universe Like the ghost no of, you know, me Is just talking, saying, well, you know, whatever happened here It's over now, farewell Let me yeah. just, uh, you know Like the girl I was, to, like the girl I'm talking about in the, in the track, you know We used to smile when you was looking at my baby pictures Just, you know, something that's, you know, sweet and innocent like that It's just like you know, but th- those days are gone now. You know, it is what it is. You know, farewell. Man, this is it. I'm going uh, wherever I'm going is not here. So it's just that's that's kind of how I felt. Was just a good way to say goodbye. I didn't feel like ending it because my first idea was to end it on uh, "Stars Only Shot for You," but I was like, uh, I don't really feel like ending it on such like a. You know, I don't want to say cliffhanger because obviously you know how it ends. Yeah. You know? A gunshot to the head is a very uh, clear ending, it's, mm-hmm. you know. But I felt like, nah, let me let me just put this into the way, like almost as a, as a sense of a ghost leaving the body and ascending as high as possible, seeing the neon lights still flashing. Yeah, and so it's like it's almost like you can low key give your own eulogy at that point. I mean, exactly. that's kind of what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. I'm definitely going to start using that now. Right back where I started. And that's that. That's that's kind of what it what it felt like, man. And after hearing, I'm just like, just 
just thinking about the whole album and the album is just very human man just a lot about life death drugs fears pain god i mean and you combine that with smooth beats dope samples it just equals timeless music it, it equals a project where you can play this five or ten years from now and you still gonna feel the same vibe the beats aren't gonna sound old or dated it's just gonna be like yeah this is what it is bro yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna slip this into my uh, into my kids like you know a playlist real quick for the one time on the one. <laughs> Word. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, yeah, no, but on the real, on the real to keep it hundred uh, percent. Um, serious. It's like, I yeah, man, I just felt like this was my you know best project to date. I just felt like I had to take as much time as I did. You know, it took me about a year. It took me about almost almost a year. I don't mm. remember exactly. I think it was around uh, May or June last year when I started making this project. Mm -hmm. And you know, I just felt like, man, I gotta if if I'm gonna, if I'm going to do this shit, I'm gonna do it right. You know, if I'm gonna make this story, I gotta make sure to put every ounce of it because you know, of course, you know, the story you know has a character, but at the end of the day, that character still revolves mostly around me. Yeah. So a lot of it, a lot of it, you know, again, being very human, it's just, uh, you, you tell a lot of yourself in the art you make, even if it, even if you are portraying a character, Yeah. your but, thoughts are still going into a lot of that, man. And you know, it's just the idea of, um, the idea of life and death and just the, just the, just the whole lot of it, man. It's, it's just, um, something that, I took just a lot of time, especially at nighttime, you know, just thinking about shit or even at work, just pulling out the notepad real quick, just writing some shit down, you know, just, it's just a hundred percent out of the mind, man. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, art imitates life. You yeah, know exactly. I mean? So it's, it should sound that way. It should sound like your real life, but also you got your character in there. So yeah, man, it all fits together. It all comes together. Well, bro. Uh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm glad it does, man. I'm glad that the feedback has been uh, um, primarily positive, you know, right. uh, other than the radio station. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about them, bro. I'm, I'm still salty. Don't worry about them, bro. They're they're, they're lame. They're lame. Bro. I'm, I'm just I'm just glad I didn't call off for work, man. <laughs> I, I, to, to make to make more of these videos, man. I need some more money. Word, word. So, yeah, that's definitely. It's yeah, man. It's how much you know even just thinking about like the money that i put into this like i'm not really seeing any profit out of it you know so i'm just making this shit because you know i love doing it and it's something that i needed to make like these these tracks are like they're essential for me man it's like it's yeah. a way to it's, it's like a fucking therapist in a sense where yeah there's there's, oh, yeah. there's something about expression man like that's kind of how i felt when i made my beats or when i used to rap a little bit like it is therapy. It's is getting out your thoughts and just expressing yourself in a way that you really can't do it just by sitting down and talking or even just thinking, you know. And now like my my therapy is actually sitting down and talking at this point in my life <laughs> in my 30s and just having long, you know, deep conversations, man. Like it helps me out so much. So, um Yeah, it almost it almost doesn't feel like we've been talking for an hour and a half. I know, bro. It's just <laughs> It'd be like this every time. Every time I sit down with somebody, we getting deep in the conversation. Like when you get focused and you just get into something that really means something to you, it just flies by. Man, it's it's just yeah, man. It's just like um, yeah, man. I just uh, had to 
had to really uh, work a really hard on this project, man. It felt like I had to fix a lot of things, had to cut out a lot of tracks because there was like so much in here. I was like, nah, this is whack. Throw that out. Even if it wasn't whack, even if I, it's just, you know, didn't feel like good enough in, you know, my view or whatever. Or, well, no, it, it, whatever, whatever got cut out, man, I'm sure it was still dope, but. The 14 tracks that you put together, once again, it's a very cohesive project, bro. So I salute you for that, man. It sounds dope, for real. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. I no appreciate doubt. that. No doubt, man. Well, the way I end all my episodes, if you heard a few of them, and I, I hit hit folks with the Fab Five. So five questions that I ask everybody, man. So right, first question, what question. artist or album made you fall in love with hip-hop? Uh, Tupac All Eyes On Me. Mm. I think that one's kind of kind of just like i remember listening to you know obviously the chronic chronic 2001 was probably like the i think the 2001 was like the first time i really got into like hip-hop in a sense yeah you know where i really started fucking with it yeah i remember because the next episode was on mtv like always (laughs) the next episode was like there always it was like it was always like top five or and i remember that was a real some shady eminem i fucked with him a lot when we when i was younger but I still remember hearing All Eyes on Me, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's that shit. I remember buying the CD at a fucking uh, Target. <laughs> yeah. And I think I was in third grade. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's, that's what was that, 96, I want to say? 96. Yeah. 96. Yeah, definitely a classic. And that was a, that was a double disc, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Book yeah. one and book two, it said on the uh, disc. I think I saw the disc somewhere. Word. Yeah, man. I remember my my sisters, because they're like three and five years older than me. So I I learned everything about music from them and my brother, because he's 11 years Mm -hmm. older than me. And so, yeah, I remember when that came out, that was like the summer of, I think I was going into sixth grade or something like that. That's all I heard in 96. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember that, bro. Yeah. Um, Question number two, is there a movie that has affected your outlook on life? A movie that affected my outlook on life. Yeah. That's a good one. Yes, I mean, I, I guess since we've um, talked about it here, Casino could be a good one on that one. Word. Yeah, because you know, it, it goes to the people. Like, Funny enough, one of the things Joe Pesci said at the beginning of Casino, it, it's, the, it's the last time street guys like us are ever going to have something that fucking valuable again. Mm. And that's a good testament of, you know, if a, if a if you get something valuable like that man you got to make sure make sure to you know make sure to not fumble the bag in the sense Word. so yeah i think that one could be a good example just because if it changed my outlook on life it inspired this project and i think this project has is going to do a lot for me in the future so i will i'll put casino let me just let's put that one in there for sure for sure all right, question number three. When you start to feel overwhelmed, how do you de-stress? How do I de-stress? Usually writing, man. Yeah. Writing. That's your therapy, uh, huh? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. My therapy. And, uh, you know, it's. I feel like that That kind of... I feel like you know, even if it, even if it's trash or something, I feel like that just, just to write it or say it out loud or just something that's bugging me or whatever, you know, it's just it's a good it's a good little it's a good little thing I, I uh, it's a good little thing I use man I like right. to I like to do that creating just, just creating in general yeah like you know just creating like these stories or just um, trying to create something cohesive like 
you know, my projects, I try to always keep them in the same vibe. So mm-hmm. that that definitely would be that would definitely be something staying productive. Word. In a sense. That's what's up. Question number four: What book would you recommend for everyone to read right now? Book for everyone to read. Uh, um, hmm. Trying to think about that one. Let's keep it in the same genre. Re Casino. <laughs> Casino really, is was, life, right? Really, now. Yeah. It was really, it was really off of a book, actually. Yeah. You know, you know, because um, the, the Casino was obviously it was uh, based off a lot of true events. Mm-hmm. The uh, Sam Rothstein was Frank Rosenthal in real life, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, everything in there was you just find out like so much about how an empire could fall like that but um mm. yeah that's definitely yeah i think we go i think we'll keep it there just to word. keep it on a more sense of where my mind is now i would probably recommend that one yeah word bro i'm not gonna lie to you i have not seen casino all the way through so i definitely need to watch that you definitely do man if yeah. you if you, you li- if you listen to this project and go back and watch casino you're gonna see a lot of similarity mm. Yeah, I definitely gotta watch it. For and sure. you, you read the, you can read the book too, man. Like it's, it's. It, I think it would be uh, definitely something to recommend because you know they just go in through everything and how, you know, just a hundred percent of uh, how how the fuck did you know the mob really just fall in such a quick time out of Vegas? You know, it's just going going through everything. You know, just even just uh, you know someone like uh, someone like uh, Lefty Lefty Rosenthal. Just, changed gambling like you know mm-hmm. creating the sports book in vegas you know just man sh- as simple as that man for sure well last question man we kind of already touched on this not too long ago but uh what message do you want communicated at your eulogy the message i want communicated at my eulogy well yeah. uh I-, I left no stone unthrown man mm-hmm. you know at, at the end of the day uh, i just want to say that i left everything i was as genuine as fucking possible yeah. whether whether in a positive or negative note you know i always at least try to keep it a huh i always try to keep it a buck yeah you know there's no way you know that what you saw is what you got mm-hmm. you know it's bury me in my mask <laughs> bury me in my mask that's oh, a fact God. bury me in my fucking mask like the Mexican wrestler Santo like just yeah. bury me in the mask it's, they're one and one at this point AJ is the mask man word that's dope oh, God. well shoot man to uh, to wrap up man how can folks get a hold of you on the socials and all that good stuff alright uh, uh, on Instagram 8bitj underscore that would be probably the best way to get a hold of me anyone can message me there I don't have a proper business email like that <laughs> even though I probably should but you know if, if any if anybody would try to get a hold of me on that one business at gmail.com and also just uh, YouTube 8bitj you're gonna see the dude in the mask out there you know looking fly as fuck that's probably gonna be me <laughs> word and uh, any uh, any final words, man? If there's one sentence you can give folks about why they should listen to your album, if they haven't been convinced right now, what would you say? You're going to catch a real fucking vibe listening to whatever I put the fuck out. 
if you're trying to really get drawn into a true story, then uh, then uh, Stardust is what you want to be listening to. That's a fact. I approve that message. Jesse, bro, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man, and I already told you, man, that I got these... Uh, but I got these uh, Tribe Called Quest slides on right now. <laughs> had to had to keep it a hundred percent genuine, of course. The socks and oh, sandals man. vibes are real. Yeah, socks and sandals, black socks. Yeah. Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, man, that's always was my favorite group too. Bro, how did you get Tribe slides though? Uh, they were like some, uh, um, they were like some limited release vans, and yeah. my brother, my brother on Christmas knew that I was like keeping those out once and he just cop them for me you know wow that's dope yeah i need was, them <laughs> he's a good dude for that you know we was just we was literally talking today on how good of an album midnight marauders is man my god super classic bro and honestly bro literally the past three months i just started to listen to their whole catalog like i've always listened to songs here and there but oh, i've been listening oh, to their man. at least i've been listening to their first three albums you know low end theory midnight marauders Beast Rhymes Life. I've been listening hey, to that better like better late than never. I know, right? Yo. Better late than never. That's Midnight Marauders, bro. Is is there a better album than that like in in hip hop history? You know, if someone were to tell me that's their favorite album of all time, I wouldn't be mad. I, I really don't think there's too many albums better than Midnight Marauders. And if I there was one album I would recommend for you from them, it's their most recent one. Somebody told me that um, a couple weeks uh, ago. Yeah, I think it was called uh, We Got It From Here. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Somebody was Keep telling that. me I need to get on. I was like, yeah, I don't know about the new tribe stuff. I'm, I'm on the old. When, but... when, they, when they start, because, you know, Five died recently. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, for uh, sure. Within the past few years. Yeah, and, you know, I got I got to say, man, I got choked up a little bit when they started doing a couple tribute tracks. So, was, yeah. you know, and it's always nice to hear Buster Rhymes being, you know, motivated to. For sure. Oh yeah, I definitely gotta listen to that then for sure. But yeah, man, it's uh, thank you for having me on, man. It's, Yo, it's my yeah. pleasure. It's my pleasure, bro. Salute quite to Tevin. Vibe. Appreciate you, Tevin. What's up? I was like, I was just saying, salute to Tevin because without him, this wouldn't have happened. Oh yeah, of course. Salute to Tevin, man. You know he's really out here doing his shit, man. I'm really, just, I'm looking forward to anything he got coming up too. I really gotta ask him what the fuck. He's working on like right now, right now. Man, right now he's working on the uh he's working on Wasn't it about the doc like that one Bart one about that one um thing that happened with Bart? Yeah, the girl uh what was her name? Yeah. Like Nia Wilson was it Nia Wilson? Yeah, because my I think my, my cousin went to school with him. Yeah in back out and he he was telling me all about it and I was like, yo, I gotta 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 stay, you know, I gotta see what's up with homie, man. It's it's really dope, man. Yeah, he's working on the yeah the documentary for Nia Wilson. So, um, man, you know, like I said, you know, he the, the whole doing that thirty minute movie for Stardust, man, like he just watching a bit of his shit that gets me even more fucking inspired, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah. Like, and also one thing, yeah, like uh, just to put it more into reference, look up uh, look up Runaway from Kanye West. You mm -hmm. know, the uh, full extended movie to see kind of like. It's just a, kind of an example of, you know, something that I would want in that movie. That, that was kind of, you know, just to kind of put it in reference in a sense. Yeah. No. If you, got the, if you got the free time to do it. Word. I'm going yeah, to check that, it out. That's some, shit that, that's some shit that's, you know, trippy where you do got to use a little bit of your imagination just to, you know, kind of decode everything that's being said there. 
where you know I'm gonna I'm a check that out for sure because I never heard of that that's crazy but yeah um, man he has like a 30 minute video it's on YouTube it's uh it's just like this extended cut for uh, that runaway track he did where that's what's up once again y'all this is the socks and sandals podcast where society culture history and religion collide and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews appreciate y'all for listening grace and peace <laughs>